Hey, what's up, Mets fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Cudajar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. So last night, the Mets had an absolutely crazy 8-7 victory over the Philadelphia Phillies on Sunday Night Baseball. There was drama, there was a crazy comeback, and a possible blowing of the game at one point, and, you know, in the end, the Mets came out with a great win, a great team win, and it was just you know, really crazy to watch. It was one of the most enjoyable, stressful, crazy games that I've seen in a really long time. So I'm going to be breaking down everything that we saw, all of the the ups and downs, and everything that we watched last night, and tell you my thoughts on how the Mets performed. So diving right into it, I want to get started just talking about the pitching before I get into, you know, the craziness of the game. I think that David Peterson had a really solid game, and he had a really solid game in his last start. I was actually at his game, and you can check out some of my tweets from that on my Twitter, at PodMets. I was actually at his game against the Red Sox. Again, Mets just not hitting, so in the end, it looks like he didn't have as great of a game, but you know he really did have a great game. And last night, David Peterson had a really solid start on the mound as well. He did give up a home run in the first inning to Andrew McCutcheon, but other than that, he really had an outstanding start. He ended up pitching five innings. He had eight strikeouts. He did give up four hits and two walks, but I really like what I'm seeing from Peterson. On the other hand, the bullpen pitching-wise did not have its best game. Castro gave up a three-run go-ahead homer to Didi Gregorius in the sixth inning, and Diaz gave up three runs in the top of the ninth, and I'm going to go over all of the, the saga with Diaz in the ninth inning a little bit later. However, Jacob Barnes, Trevor May, and Jerry's Familia looked really good. Barnes and May combined for two scoreless innings, and Familia locked down the game with a strikeout of Harper in the ninth inning. So that was the the pitching side of the ball, you know, great starters, all right, bullpen, bullpen performance. So now that I've gone over the pitching performances, I want to dive into the crazy end of this game because, you know, it was, like I said in the beginning, there was, there were highs, there were lows, and it was really, really fun to watch. And, you know, I think, just side note, this is sort of what baseball needs. It needs these crazy, crazy games that, that draw fans in. So I think it was an awesome game and I also think it was great that it was on national television on ESPN but anyway so it all started with a comeback in the eighth inning like I mentioned Castro gave up a three-run go-ahead homer to Didi Gregorius in the sixth inning at that point the Mets were winning two to one before he gave up the home run so they were down four to two in the eighth inning so to start the inning Kevin Pillar hit his first home run as a Met to bring the team within one so it was four to three So after the home run, Jonathan VR singled and was on first base, and after an out, Jose Peraza was up, and he's up because Guillaume and Davis and Nimmo are all injured and just on the mend right now, so he was the next man up to pinch hit. He hit a really, really hard ground ball to first base that Hoskins knocked down. It bounced behind him into shallow right field. And this is where the craziness began. So Jonathan VR ran from first to third, But when he noticed that Hoskins was taking his time, he sprinted home. They didn't even, the Phillies weren't even able to get a throw home. And he tied the game 4-4 right there in the eighth inning. And it was just, it was just great to see that sort of base running. I don't think I've seen anything that electric on the base path since Daniel Murphy in game five of the 2015 NLDS when he took third on a walk 
coming from first to third on a walk. I think this was just, you know, some heads-up base running, paying attention to the way the other players were moving on the field, and so it was just awesome to get the team jump-started. Then, after a single and a walk, Conforto came up against Jose Alvarado, who... You know, there's some beef that we saw come to fruition this weekend. Last series, Jose Alvarado almost hit Conforto in the head and then hit him with a pitch. And then this past Friday, Alvarado was was talking to Smith and the benches cleared and no one knew whether there was going to be some retaliation, a fight. Um, long story short, this was a big moment between Conforto and Alvarado. And Conforto drew a walk and the Mets took the lead, you know, bases loaded. Drew a walk, got the lead. The Mets were winning 5-4. Next batter, Alonzo, first pitch, ropes a double to right center field, clears the bases, and the Mets take an 8-4 lead. This is just, you know, the offense that we had hoped to see from the Mets coming together, and they came back from a 4-2 deficit in the eighth inning to take an 8-4 lead. And, you know, off the top of your head, you might think, okay, 8-4 in the eighth inning, that's that shouldn't be too hard to close out, but... You know, knowing the Mets and being the Mets, of course, it had to be difficult. So in the ninth inning, Edwin Diaz comes in and, you know, this was a very weird decision. Diaz had pitched the night before when, again, another side note, the Mets had a great go-ahead homer from Conforto and Diaz came in and locked down the game. It was it was a weird decision last night to see Diaz back in after he had just pitched on... Saturday night so that was that's just already the the first thing to know in this situation he walked his first batter on four pitches which already was not looking too great he pitched four pitches walked Didi Gregorius the next batter he induced a pop out then he gave up a triple to Roman Quinn the score is now eight to five struck out the next batter and then walked the next batter so the situation in the ninth inning was two on two out and Reese Hoskins is up, and this is where even more craziness happened last night. So Hoskins hit an absolute shot down to right field, and it hit, you know, you couldn't really tell when it was live, but it hit, you know, top of the fence, maybe in the stands, and was immediately called a home run. It was 8-8, eight to eight, the game was tied, and it was just like a, oh, come on moment. You know, Diaz has been great, but in a situation where he probably shouldn't have even been in the game, he gave up a home run. However, the umpires reviewed this home run, ruled that it hit the top of the fence and bounced back into play and was a two-run double, not a home run. The Mets were leading 8-7. to seven. Diaz then left the game. Familia came in, and like I said, Familia struck out Harper to end the game, and the Mets won 8-7. to seven. Now, after watching the replay... I do think it hit the top of the fence. I don't think it was a home run. I actually think they got this call correct. If it hit the seat and not the fence, then it would have been ruled a home run. So I, like I just said, I do think they got this call correct. And, you know, that's a little bit of a surprise considering the umpires were very, very shaky this series. I will say that. The Mets got away with a very, very terrible call on Saturday night saying that Andrew McCutcheon was out of the baseline, but I do think last night they did get this call correct. And, you know, it it's crazy to have the game go that way, but I do think that they actually correctly made the call. Another thing to note with this entire situation was that Diaz reportedly told coaches that he was feeling soreness, so that might have been a reason for why he was struggling so much up on the mound, another reason why he shouldn't have even been in the game to begin with. But... 
yeah, my overall take on this game, it was just great to see. The offense seems to be coming alive. They had 17 hits last night and, you know, a great comeback. Could this be the work of Donnie Stevenson, this this mysterious hitting coach that Mets batters have been uh, have been referencing in their interviews? You know, if so, I'm all for it. I love this this Donnie Stevenson story, and if it is hyping up the guys and you know helping them to focus a little bit more in the batter's box, I'm all for it. Whatever it takes to get this offense going. Lindor really was the one guy last night who was just really, really struggling. He just had a really bad game, and it didn't help that it was being put on national television, and they were really emphasizing how much he was struggling. But yeah, overall, it was a really, really great game outside of Lindor with his struggles and the bullpen, especially Diaz. Hopefully, Diaz is okay. He's getting looked at today on Monday. So hopefully he comes back fine because he has been pitching really, really well. And last night was sort of the exception of the season for him. And yeah, it was just a great game. And hopefully that can lead to more wins. Hopefully a comeback win like that can really spark the team and, you know, just lead to more success in the future. So tonight, the Mets take on the St. Louis Cardinals. I believe this game is a bullpen game. There's no starter listed right now. And last night, the ESPN broadcast was mentioning that it would likely be a bullpen game today. So that is who the Mets are going to be throwing out there on the mound. And the Cardinals will have veteran Adam Wainwright on the mound. He is 0-3 with a 4-0-8 ERA on the season. And like I said, hopefully last night and Saturday night's games will give the Mets some energy to keep this going, get their bats going just get the entire team rolling. So we'll have to see. I've really loved what I've seen from the team the past few games, and I'm really hoping that they can keep that energy rolling into the next series. So let me know what you think. Send any thoughts, questions, opinions about anything I said or anything else about the Mets to my Twitter, at PodMets. I love talking about the Mets. I love talking about baseball. So send any of your thoughts to my Twitter, at PodMets, and don't forget to follow as well. So that is going to be it. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Like I just said, be sure to follow my Twitter at PodMets and follow the podcast wherever you listen so that you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Thank you so much again for listening. And as always, let's go Mets.